KZSU Stanford. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to interview Tanya Saleh today on this audiovisual journey through her latest album called Takato in English. It's called Intersection. And I have Tanya Saleh on the phone with me all the way from Lebanon. She's going to take us through this amazing journey. So please don't go anywhere. So this is KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM, and all the way from Lebanon, I have the one and only Tanya Saleh. Tanya, bonjour ou la bonsoir? Bonjour. bonjour ou la bonsoir? Qui fait qu'il Tanya? Nice. And for our uh, American listeners here, we just have to say that we had to start in Lebanese because that is our native language here. Tanya Habibte, I'm going to start with the most important important question of all, and that is regarding your new CD, which I have said on the air several times, is a masterpiece. Now, what possessed you to do this CD, which is quite a departure from your earlier music? Yes, it's true. Uh, you know, Ramzi, I've always had this dream to do this uh, this kind of work that combines both the part in my mind that loves to draw and the part that loves music. I always dreamed of doing a project that marries those two disciplines together. And then I was at a point after my previous album where I was thinking what to do next. You know, this point is very hard and it's challenging and sometimes it's destructive. So when I was thinking about that, I I, I had to find something that helps my mind, that eases my mind. And I, and I thought maybe it would be a good idea to think about this project I've had for a long time. So I started digging in my head what uh, I want to say, both verbally and visually. And since the situation in the Arab world was in a mess and still is, I thought that it would be a good idea to talk about that rather than talk about only what's happening in Lebanon. So when I decided that, I had written the song uh, Show Me The Way, uh, like maybe five or six years ago. And I thought, uh, I felt it was an orphan because it was talking about the Arab world, but didn't have much to say in detail about each country. Uh, so I, I, I thought to myself, if I want to talk about Egypt or Tunisia or Iraq or Syria, etc., or Palestine, I wouldn't be the best person to, to talk about them in detail. There should be someone to talk about them that is from there, like a Palestinian or a Syrian or an Egyptian. And thinking that I would find uh, different uh, people talking about their different countries in uh, this period of time was difficult. So I thought maybe I should resort to going back a bit in time and finding poets that uh, wrote about their land, their country, uh, even if what they wrote doesn't uh, speak about our current times. But funnily enough, I discovered that whatever they wrote, even if it was written 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, it still resonates and it still feels like it was written yesterday. So in my research, uh, I fell upon many great poets of the Arab world, 
words that I had known before, but I hadn't known that they had written uh, something so social and political about their uh, their countries. And I discovered time and time again how much history is repeating itself in our region. And that's uh, when I discovered those poets, I decided uh, that it was the best time to start working on, the, on making those poems become songs. You know, Tanya, I called your CD or your uh, CD, but it's much more than that, isn't it? It's sort of a project that combines a visual element with the audio element. And I'd like to sort of try to structure the interview where we can talk about the visual and then go into the album and give the listeners some samples of the masterpieces that you've created there. So in terms of the visual, I have to tell you now, I knew you were an artist and I knew you liked art and graffiti and you're interested in that kind of thing. I just didn't realize the amount and extent of your talent. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did in terms of the visual element, something that you've documented actually in a short musical documentary that's available on YouTube. Yeah, I want to tell you, Ramzi, before why I uh, I chose to do street art and not, you know, go into a regular a gallery and exhibit my work like every other painter or illustrator. When I finished my uh, my university studies in Lebanon, I, I studied fine arts. And then I wanted to dig more into arts and I wanted to draw, you know, this was my biggest passion. So I went to Paris to do my master's. And then when I got there, I realized that art has become something else. It's it's not about drawing anymore. It's not about um, making art as I wanted to do. And then when I went back to Lebanon, I worked in advertising. But then this passion inside me that wants to draw, wanted to do it, you know, but I never found the, the right time and place for that. But then when the, the street art uh, movement happened, starting with Banksy on, uh, I felt that, yes, this is the contemporary art I was waiting to happen and that I want to be part of. Then when I did this album, this audiovisual project, I thought that this was the best time to do street art because I'm talking about the Arab streets and it would be a good idea to go down on the streets and actually draw there and not just do illustrations on a CD booklet that you know, might be good, but it doesn't feel so real as as much as the poems do. I decided that, yes, I want to do that. And I was uh, very lucky to be helped by this Norwegian uh, label called KKV, who supported the project from A to Z. If this didn't happen, I wouldn't have been able to to do all of that work. How long did it take for you to do each mural or each street art? And what places did you choose? I did drawings in uh, Lebanon, uh, in Morocco, and Tunisia, and in uh, Egypt. I also did one in Norway. And I chose those countries uh, with the with my producer, Eric Hillestad. We chose those countries because we thought that it was relevant to choose the places that inspire culturally and artistically other countries in the Arab world, since we couldn't go to other places because other places also inspire but are not safe to travel to, like, you know, the rest of the Arab world. Right. But, you know, drawing in Lebanon means that you're close to Palestine, you're close to Syria, you're close to Jordan. Drawing in Egypt means that you're close to all the countries around it, etc. 
There are fantastic street artists in, in all those countries. And I wanted to collaborate with them. Each mural took one day, an average of maybe five to six hours. The only one that was done uh, in one day plus uh, an overnight, because I had to project the map of the Arab world, was the, the image that's on the back of the CD of a woman suing the Arab world. I had with to project the, With the red dress, right? Yes. Yep. So that was the one that took more than one day. That's the only one. That's unbelievable. Because we in the video, you know, we see you doing it with a sort of fast motion but by the time we finish the results I say how many you know days must she have spent doing this and to hear that you did those amazing pieces in less than a day is unbelievable Tanya thank you so much Habib Alvin how did you choose the location within each country you know I have friends in, in, in all those countries that helped like in Lebanon it was easy because I had uh, I took permission from the municipalities to do the illustration because I wanted them to last. I didn't want them to be wiped off. In Egypt, in Tunisia and Morocco, I had to find friends who would help me find locations that wouldn't cause any problem. So I chose locations that are somehow private locations or closed locations and not on the main streets. So Tanya, there is no guarantee that, you know, the next time you go back to Tunisia that your art will still be there, right? Tunisia in particular, I think it will because uh, I drew my drawing in in an island called Jerba, which is an island uh, that was, you know, uh, previously, like maybe five years ago, there was a big project called Jerwahood that was done there that invited uh, artists from the, from the entire world to come and do street art. And that was the first uh, location, in, in I think, in the Arab world or maybe in the, in the whole world that hosted so many street artists. It became like the... The mecca of street artists, if you wish. This feels great, you know, when you're in a place that encourages this to happen. So you, I took my time and I drew the drawing uh, of this man hooked to this piece, a dangling peace sign and walking through the desert in a street named Palestine. There is one particular drawing or mural or art uh, work that you did that I think warrants some explanation, especially to Americans. It's powerful. It is of a maid who has hung herself and you have written in Arabic, yes, madam, uh, yes, madam. And uh, I think I know what you were talking about, but for our American listeners, can you try to explain what that piece means Yes. What happens is that we always, almost all the families uh, have some help in the in the house, and uh, and this person is usually a, a girl or a woman who comes from either the Philippines or uh, Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or uh, sometimes India or uh, uh, Ethiopia. What we do is that we go to um, a special agents that bring in uh, those girls that want to work. And then we would uh, bring her to our house to help help us. We would pay her bananas. Uh, when we drive to places, we would put her in the back seat. We never drive with a, uh, with a, a girl that helps in the house uh, sitting in the front of the car. We would give her the remaining uh, food to eat. Uh, we would make her work. Uh, 10 hours or 12 hours a day and sleep four or five hours and wake up uh, earlier than than uh, than we do so that she does the cleaning before we wake up and see the mess and we pay her like i said peanuts sometimes it's 150 dollars a month wow. i'm saying we because i want to include myself in this although i don't do this so that people don't think that i'm offending them in the way they treat the help it's a it's a way to to just make people realize that I feel also guilt towards this 
when this girl lives with us for such a long time and helps us raise our children and helps us, you know, uh, have a, a clean and happy life, she realizes that she's living in such misery and either she kills the herself or sometimes uh, some in some uh, uh, incidents she kills the the employer. Wow. And not not only we treat her badly as women, not uh, women who employ the the girls are usually women, but also the man of the house in certain cases mistreats her uh, verbally and physically and sometimes in many cases rapes her so this girl ends up killing herself or killing the employer because it's the, the i mean she doesn't have any other way to defend herself than and, that. and there's no sort of support agency in the foreign country let's say in lebanon but you know the problem is that those girls don't know about it and they usually live their lives in in uh, working at people's houses without communicating to, with anyone without going out of the house without watching tv without knowing anything uh, and and the yes madam thing is something very revolting whatever the the employer asks she says yes madam it's like a, an impulsive uh, answer that is so horrible and so demeaning and it it shows you how much uh, how how this modern slavery is happening so uh, tanya i would like to uh, turn a little bit to the music but before i do so i would like to say that anybody listening to this should really be looking at some of the pictures we're talking about as we play some of the songs because as we said this is an audio visual project and the visuals are just as important as the audio if i may say so tanya they move you each piece has something to say and they are powerful powerful and you are gutsy because you went to places through your art that perhaps cannot be said through words well i hope i did you know something that is uh, meaningful the female banksy i'm going to call you tanya and we are so proud of you how <laughs> you've <laughs> i can assure you kzsu stanford i can put on i have the reggae album collection are a man, I am a machine. Other than that slight difference, we have a great deal in common. KZSU Stanford. Uh, so, Tanya, let, let, let's turn to the beautiful sort of anthology here of Arabic poetry set to gorgeous music, but electronic music. I mean, this is not the kind of beat that we're used to from you, but it worked. Can we go maybe through the, the songs and just get your observations as we tease our listeners with tiny samples from each song? Definitely. I think we talk too much. Yes, it's time to listen to something. <laughs> Habib, Habib, and what better way to start than uh, with uh, Mahmoud Darwish, the song that actually rated at number two in our countdown with over 10,000 votes, Tanya Saleh. Uh, happy about something, Farihan Bishayin Ma, a poem by Mah the Palestinian poet Mahmoud Darwish. Why that poem for this album? Of course, Mahmoud Darwish is one of my favorite poets of all time. That is something that I can say very very, you know, confidently. But I wanted to, to try to find a poem that's positive, to inspire people about uh, the fact that, yes, in Palestine, there are a lot of talents. And yes, in Palestine, there is hope. And yes, people can be happy. And I chose a very little part of the poem. Of course, the poem is very long. But I, I chose the parts that that speak about the beauty of, of, uh, of love. It's important to say that this feeling is the most important thing that should live on, even if something bad happens around you and, you know, you have diff difficulties and, 
and and you feel like this love is not reciprocal from the world it's okay it should it should live on <laughs> Poem by Mahmoud Darwish from Tanya Saleh's amazing new, well, audiovisual project called Intersection or Takato. Tanya, another poet, poet that you chose to include, and that we're so happy you did, is of course the one and only Khalid Zubran, author of The Prophet, a book that, of course, continues to sell here in America. Uh, the poem you chose there is No Justice in the Forests, Laysa Filrabati Adlun. Can you tell us a little bit why you chose that poem by Zubran? Uh, of course, Zubran is also one of my favorite uh, philosophers of all time. The songs that were done by Fayruz and the Rahbani brothers were a perfect example of how his uh, words can be put into songs, and they were fantastic. Uh, so I was inspired by that, and I wanted to do something uh, with the poems of Zubran, or one poem of Zubran, that challenged me to do something, although the, 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 the things that were done by the Rahbani brothers were fantastic, I wanted to challenge myself to be able to say something else musically. So I took one of the poems, a part of it was taken by the Rahbani brothers, which is Atinin Naya wa Ghanmi, and I chose from the same poem, which is also a very long poem, Another part that talks about how we are all living in this forest and there is no justice in the forest. So no, no matter how hard we try to come across as, you know, just and uh, tolerant, etc., it's not going to happen because it's, we are not made to be like that. And, and I found that very courageous. And I wanted to express this in particular with the visual of this, yes, madam, uh, hanging girl. We are not treating each other as humans anymore. That was why I chose this poem. And, and also because, like I told you, I wanted to challenge myself to, to put some new music to this poem. It's important to be able to give it another dimension. <laughs> I'm not 
gorgeous interpretation set to music by Tanya Saleh of the one and only Khalil Zubran, resurrecting Zubran perhaps for a whole new generation. Tanya, I, you got to educate me a little bit about the next one. Now I hear it is a uh, Tunisian poet, Bayram Tunsi. Yes, uh, he was born in Tunisia and lived his life in Egypt. He wrote poems to great people like Um Kulsum, like for example, Ranili Shwey Shwey. Or So I know Bayram from this kind of poetry, but I never knew that he wrote about <laughs> the Arab world in this. In fact, your poem, your poem, we should tell them, is called "The Orient" in Arabic, and it's kind of yeah. a cry from the East, the Middle East, this this sort of global yes. cry that really yeah. applies to what's going on today. Definitely. And it was written in the 30s. It was when this extremist movement, religious movement started. And, and this guy felt that it's not taking Egypt anywhere. And, and he wanted to express that. But of course, he couldn't. And he was exiled many times. And he was refused citizenship in Egypt. And he was refused in Tunisia. And he was always juggling between the two. Uh, before the end of his, his life, they gave him citizenship in, in Egypt. And he became uh, an Egyptian citizen. Because of his work for Uncle Sum, of course, that helped a lot but uh, they, they banned this uh, poem they never let it uh, be known and then when I discovered it I thought oh my god this is a treasure I need to make this into a song I'll read the translation for you immediately oh Orient you look so bright but your darkness prevails you are full of warmth but your body is lazy cold mm. 900 million people or are they sheep our sun makes people look like eggplants Oh, mm. Orient, you look so bright, but your darkness prevails. شرقي في الجو منور والفكر ظلام وفيك حرارة يا خسارة وبرود أجسام That's part of the poem that Tanya Saleh set to music for a poem by Bayram Tunsi. It's called The Orient or Ashark, one of the masterpieces that are included on Tanya Saleh's new project and a gorgeous new CD called Takato or Intersection. Tanya, at the risk of exhausting you, I'd like to turn to the next poet and uh, this uh, sort of co- controversial title perhaps at first glance ma Allah, a quarrel with Allah by Yunus yeah. al-Ibn is the poem uh, to you as uh, well daring as the title suggests well the title is much more daring than the poem itself and uh, sometimes when I'm performing the album in the, in, the, in the region, they ask me not to perform it or, you know, not to talk about it in uh, in the press, etc. But actually, this poem is so, uh, it's innocent because it's, it's an innocent cry of a human being talking to the creator and asking him, why did you, why did you do this to us? Especially 
because it was written during the Lebanese civil war. And, you know, the, the Lebanese people were killing each other. And it was such a horrible war uh, without reason, without uh, an aim. And it lasted for 15 years. So this poet was just asking God, why did you put us into all these uh, situations where you ask us to be faithful while you are not being just in your uh, you know, uh, in, in the things that you're sending us, those wars and those quarrels, etc. So God replies and tells him, you know, you, the Lebanese he, he tells him, Lebanese, <laughs> uh, you are, <laughs> I mean, you're making me uh, work much more than other people's because you have uh, created 12 different gods and you want to, uh, you, you, you want us, you want me to become all those different gods and each one of you is uh, from a different sect that wants to believe in me in their own way and, and I can't deal with you all because when you come to me and ask me to kill your brother and your brother comes and asks me to kill you, who am I going to listen to? So this is a, a very important poem to me and it's, uh, it describes a lot the situation we are in, in terms of religious beliefs and how we interpret them the way we want. سلامت فهمك يا ابني لبناني كتير متعبني بيخبص بالسبعة ودمتها وبيقلك الله جرب قصدي خلقت الدنيا كلها مثل الاعلى عم تسلم لكن انتو اللبنانجي خلقتو عشر اتناشر الله ولما وقعتو علي رجعتو رجعتو ضيعتوني وضعتو قسمتوني قزمتوني وزعتوني وزعتو Set to music by uh, the one and only Tanya Saleh Ne'ama, Allah, a quarrel with Allah, a poem that was originally written by uh, Yunus Al-Ibn and, and is included on Tanya's amazing new CD, which we're talking about in detail. I do not know of any other artist who would have the generosity as to speak with us and take us through her new CD track by track. I'm also not always exposed or have the luxury to speak to a person like you who caters for and who does all this work for listeners who are interested in this kind of thing and who are educated and who are willing to understand. So it's very important. What you are doing is extremely important to expose us and uh, people like me who are uh, working in this kind of thing and doing music that is not mainstream. You are giving us a chance to explain ourselves. So you are also extremely important to me. And thank you very much for having me on this show. 
Willow. This is what my show is about. And if this CD uh, has anything to say, it is an anthology of poetry. It is brought up to date, and a whole new generation is rediscovering the classics and the, these poets. So, Tanya, the next uh, poem, of course, is actually a very known one. For the one and only Syrian uh, poet, uh, Nizar Qabbani. I read the poem many, many times, uh, and it took me like maybe a year to be able to understand how I want to put music to this. It's, it's not easy, especially that those, those poets are very well known, and right. it's not something I have written. Because usually when I write my own words, it's easier for me to put music to, because there is no pressure, you know, it's me. But when it's someone that important, it's, it's a very big responsibility to be able to, uh, to put music to this poem that is so, so imp- inspiring, and, and the topic is so important. I mean, this guy, Nizar Abbani, has written this poem in the 50s or 60s when he was exiled from Syria for different reasons. He was feeling how how important Damascus is to him and how much attached he is to his language and to his roots and to this jasmine tree and to the cat that sits on the lap of, of his parents, etc. To me, that that was as if someone had written it today. And I had to put music to it, and I had to make this become something that calls all the Syrians uh, back to the the love of their country. Because you know, many Syrians have left Syria, and they most of them think that they will not never come back. But I think they will. And this home is what I wanted to express in, the, in this uh, song. That, that's the, the the poem of Nizar Qabbani. <laughs> Damascus and the wine glass is in my hand. I am in love, and some love stories are deadly. That was what you just heard a poem by Nizar Qabani set to music by Tanya Sadeh al Qasida Dimashkiya, one of the amazing tracks on her new CD, Takato. I have Tanya with me right here on the phone, all the way from Lebanon. Tanya Saleh, the next track uh, that you chose here is based on a poem by uh, Abdullah Al-Berdouni. It's called in Arabic, Fi Bilad Al-Akharin, in English, In Other People's Lands. What can you tell us about this poet and about the reason you chose this poem in particular? You know, I met this uh, this guy at a, a workshop I was doing uh, about, uh, about Arabic typography. His name was Mahdi Jibran. 
and uh, he is from Yemen. I asked him to tell me uh, more about the Yemen Yemeni poets because I, you know in in uh, in Lebanon and in, in our part of the world we we are not exposed to Yemeni culture as much as we would love to. So I wanted to know more about that, and and he told me yes, we have a lot of uh, great poets. These are some names. Here are some names, and I find this poem fantastic poem about how this guy is feeling outside his country as an Arab and as a Yemeni Arab. So I I, I felt that this poem would resonate with everyone, with every Arab woman, with every Arab man who who are living in other people's lands, especially with all this. Uh, refugee problem. People leave their countries and go uh, to other places, and they still feel estranged. Like they feel they are not in their home. They are not being welcomed the way they would wish to. <laughs> That was a poem by Abdullah Al-Birdawni that was set to music that was, of course, composed by the singer herself, as with the uh, most of the other tracks on her CD. I'm talking about Tanya Saleh, who's with me on the line, very patiently, all the way from Lebanon, as she takes us <laughs> through the selection on her new CD, Taqato, or Intersection, an audiovisual project that has to be seen and heard to be believed. Tanya, the next two tracks that we uh, encounter on our journey are by female poets. Uh, Nazik al-Malaika being the first one, and the song is Sanahlam, Invitation to a Dream. Why Nazik al-Malaika, and why that poem? Of course, when I was doing this project, I had to find poets, uh, female poets, uh, and not only male poets. That was very important to me because, yes, we have female poets that can express themselves, and we had them for a long time. It's not new. Nazik al-Malaika was a poet that I always admired because of her, you know, sweetness in expressing her feelings. And it's important also to uh, hear the feelings coming from a woman, not only uh, the feelings coming from a man about their place, about their home. First of all, the title is, is extremely inspiring. It's Sanahlum, yani we will dream, or it's an invitation to a dream. Let's all dream, keep dreaming. The, the, the idea that she wanted to take her loved one to, uh, to the desert and find the right spot for their uh, pure love uh, to flourish. So to me, this song was both a love song and a, a philosophical uh, trip 
whereby uh, we would really understand the importance of, and the essence of spirituality, the essence of love, the essence of belief. If you want to believe in something, there needs to be truth. And that song uh, expressed that very, very well. So, uh, yeah, that's why Nazik al-Malaika is with us in this uh, project. <laughs> Invitation to a Dream, that's the title of the song, and that's also the title of the poem by Nazik al-Malaika, Iraqi female poet, and one of the amazing, amazing poets who were included on Tanya Saleh's new combination uh, CD, or anthological CD called uh, uh, Taqato, or Intersection. And from that song, Tanya, I'd like to move to perhaps one of the most powerful, perhaps female voice on the CD, I, Lilith, Anna, Lilith, by Jumana Haddad. This is extremely uh, interesting because uh, first I know Jumana, she's a friend, uh, and I know how uh, important she is to our societies because she is a controversial poet. She always has something very daring to say, and her books are daring and uh, mind-opening. And she is a fantastic character also. She's always challenging herself and challenging society to do things that maybe they're not still ready to do. Uh, and also she has fantastic ideas in her texts. One of them is the story of Lilith. Lilith apparently in the mythology uh, is uh, Adam's first wife before Eve came along. She was powerful. She was uh, beautiful. She was an equal to Adam and, and not uh, someone who came uh, from, you know, one of his limbs. When, when she was put aside, Lilith had a lot to say about that. So she was just in this poem, explaining who she is in such a beautiful way. That's why I chose this poem, and uh, and I really think that the music done for this poem is also fantastic. It's trancy, you know. It's a very sexy song. It's a drug. Uh, whenever I listen to it, I go, uh, you know, I, it's, it elevates me. It's really fantastic. And how appropriate that you use Georgina, who actually I think was the only Miss Universe from Lebanon when you did the documentary in terms of showing the visuals of women. Uh, Georgina was the only uh, female uh, who uh, became Miss Universe in the whole region, not only in Lebanon. This visual, uh, it was not my choice. It was the director, Elifa Heb's choice to use that. But it was in contradiction to what the poem was saying. Like the, The contradiction between the visual and the and the poem was extremely important. And also Jumana was shocked when, when she saw it. She told me, why did we use that? When I explained that this is a complete contradiction to the poem, she agreed and she she uh, she felt that yes, it, uh, it it makes a lot of sense. Right. 
المرأة القطر لا يتملص ذكر من قدري ولا يريد ذكر أن يتملص أنا المرأة القمران لا يكتمل أسودهما إلا بأبيضهما لأن طهارتي شرارة النجوم وتمنعي أول الاحتمال أنا المرأة الجنة التي سقطت من الجنة وأنا السقوط Lilith. The melody here uh, that we heard was actually by Khalil Zudran, Tanya, not you. Yes. Well, what can I say about this guy? I met him when he was uh, in one of the festivals I was invited to in Oslo 2013. And he was uh, performing with his band uh, Checkpoint 303. They were doing something fantastic, also mixing poetry, music and visuals. So I immediately felt my gut feeling told me you should do some kind of collaboration with this guy and then uh, years went by uh, when I wanted to uh, do my uh, album this audiovisual album in particular I immediately thought about him because I thought that he would understand both the poetry the music the Arabic uh, melodies he would understand uh, the visuals Uh, and he was into street art also. So I, I felt that, yes, this is the perfect person to be collaborating with on this project. Uh, we met, we talked about the project. He was enthusiastic about it. And, you know, I started to make them listen to uh, the poems I chose and uh, showed them some sketches. We discussed everything. And then uh, we split. Uh, Khalil Judran was working on the beats and the sounds and the, you know, the, the things that he wanted to send to me so that I can put my melodies on. And we did everything from then online. Then we met again in Oslo and I recorded my final voice after we went to Egypt and recorded the the real musicians in Egypt, uh, including Hazem Shaheen, who is a wonderful, fantastic old player, who is the guest star on the album. So Khalil Judran took all this material from the uh, acoustic instruments that we recorded in Egypt, and I recorded my voice when he was around in Oslo. So then he took everything again to uh, to work with the, the final arrangement. I think he's a magician. This guy is a magician. Uh, he has inspired me a lot. Tanya, the next track I'd like to talk about here on your album is Dunya Rabia by uh, Iraqi poet Badr uh, Shakir Sayyab. But then we get this very sort of uh, nice surprise, I guess. Dunya Rabia in uh, colloquial from that popular song. What is it? Suhat Husni meets yes. Badr Shakir Sayyab. Only in Tanya Salda's music. <laughs> well, when I read the poem of Badr Shakir Sayyab, it was originally entitled Madinat Sindibad. And he had originally written this poem uh, at some kind of revolution that happened in the past century. Uh, so when I read the poem, it was, of course, it was very sad and it's, it was pessimistic and it had you know, uh, an idea about this uh, Arab Spring that is, uh, you know, full of blood and, and, and hatred, etc. So I wanted to uh, cross that with something very positive and light, but at the same time, 
I myself was not feeling very positive about it. So I chose this poem from Salah Jaheen, uh, written for a, for a film uh, uh, interpreted by uh, Saad Hosni, one of my female uh, actresses, uh, idol actresses. Idols, yeah. So she was singing, in dunya rabia, everything is fine, uh, all good, uh, why are you, you know, putting me in this, uh, you know, uh, why are you uh, going into those harsh uh, <laughs> You're spoil- uh, you know, topics? Just spoiling shut up, mood. let's enjoy life. Affili ala kulli al-mawadiyya. I didn't really feel that positivity. I was just trying, you know. Springtime there. It's a poem uh, set to music uh, that was originally written by Badr Shakir Sayyab from Iraq, uh, along with the uh, very colloquial Egyptian uh, uh, section there by Salah uh, Jaheen, uh, whose poem uh, Weird World gets in place on Tanya Saleh's album Intersection. Salah Jaheen has uh, written a series of rubaiyat. Quadruplets? Quadruplets, exactly. Like, I have maybe four uh, books full of them. Of course, I have to say that I met his family, who are fantastic, inspiring people themselves, and they, they gave me all his work, all his drawn work and all his poetry work. So now I have all his work in my house. I'm very proud of that. So I anyway, I read everything, and I, I had to choose... Uh, a few of those uh, quadruplets to make into a song. So I chose uh, f- three of them and I tried to express as, as much, uh, you know, the, the, the humanity, the feeling of humanity in general and not be specific about us. It's something that resonates, uh, it should resonate everywhere. Like he says, close your eyes and dance lightly and sweetly. Life is the lady and you are the man. Seeing how great you are, she will worship you. But if you look at your feet, you will fall. Meaning that if you have ego and if you believe that you are very important, life knows how to cripple you. So that was one one of the quadruplets. Uh, That also should resonate with everyone. Like, yes, life is a jungle and you should be playing either a a fierce animal or a a soft animal. Whatever you choose, you you, you just have to play. Because if you don't play, you will be eaten and you'll be cast away. وضعينك وارقص بخفة ودلع الدنيا هي الشبة وانت الجدع غمض عينك وارقص 
with us all the way from Lebanon, taking us through a musical and literary journey uh, that comprises part of her new audiovisual project and her CD, Taqato Intersection, warrants your attention, ladies and gentlemen, for its many aspects. One poem here that we are going to conclude with is uh, called Hanranni, We Will Sing, and it's by Ahmad Fuad Najm. Uh, Ahmad Fuad Najm uh, is the poet that wrote almost all the songs that were sung by Sheikh Imam. Sheikh Imam was like the uh, the singer of the people. Uh, Ahmad Fuad Najm was was the the poet of the people, the poet of the street. He was the poet of the street, actually. And I wanted to choose this poem because it's a very positive poem, as opposed to <laughs> his other work that's always, you know, cursing and, and you know, shouting at the system, etc. So this is a very positive song that says, yes, we will sing despite everything. And the street will be our uh, our stage, and the street is, uh, is is who we will sing to and sing from. Uh, so it was good to end the, the album with this positive uh, note, uh, whereby whatever you want to say, you have to say it in the street, and you have to get your inspiration from the street, as this poet has put it. <laughs> Oh 
by Tanya Saleh on her new CD, Intersection, Takato. Tanya, you've taken us through an amazing literary journey as well as a musical one through your CD. But what I didn't want to forget is to also talk about Tanya Saleh, the poet, Tanya Saleh, the lyricist, because you've also included two tracks where you've written both the lyrics and the melody. They are Show Me the Way, Kifa Bruh, and Speechless, La Salam ou La Kalam. You decided to include these songs on this CD for a certain reason, Tanya? Uh, well, actually, uh, first of all, I would like to think of myself as a songwriter, lyricist, and not a poet. I, I'd like to think of myself as a person who writes about reality. I, I wrote those two songs before searching for the rest of the poems. Oh. I thought that uh, I wanted to say something about this Arab world that is tormented and that has... Uh, been writing bad history for a long time. So I wrote Show Me the Way to just ask this question, where are we going? And this this Arab world map, is it really uniting us or is it going to fall uh, off at some point? When I wrote this song, I decided to look for other poets that were talking about the specific situations in each and every country. Also, I wrote the song uh, La Salam wa la Kalam, Speechless, uh, in the beginning of the Syrian war, uh, where I felt that a lot of people are dying for no reason. You know, those young people who went down on the street believing uh, in freedom, believing in changing their situation, who were doing that innocently without uh, thinking that this would lead them into this horrendous war. Uh, those people who died in Syria, who died in Tunis, Tunisia, in Egypt, in Libya, and all the places, you know, they had something to say. This freedom that they felt in their hearts, they wanted to show that how important it is for them and that they want to live it. They wrote this song, but they didn't sing it. Uh, they wanted to uh, do that for others. And the song is saying uh, that all those people who died for freedom, that they should be, you know, acknowledged. They, sh they, they should be there in, in our history books, we should not forget them. So it's really a very, very, very sad feeling that I had to put into a song. I, I, I don't like to hear it. When I play the album, I skip it because it, it makes me feel so sad. But it was important to say it just so that we can commemorate those people who died and so that you know, the next generations would know that we, we had this experience in our lives and it was horribly sad and um, heartbreaking. <laughs> Ladies 
Salam, Salam, Speechless describes this song written and composed by Tanya Saleh, one of two that she's written for her new CD, Takato Intersection. And if Speechless describes this track, then Speechless is how you've left us, Tanya Saleh, after sitting with us so patiently all the way from Lebanon and taking us through a literary journey as well as a musical and anthropological one, one that listeners are invited to explore through the CD intersection, Tanya, that is available now uh, on iTunes. And it's one of those CDs that when you purchase it, you need to also get the booklet with it. I happen to have the actual hard copy, but iTunes also provides you with the audiovisual so that when you're listening to this interview, you can also be transported visually as well as through the music. Tanya Saleh, how do I thank you for taking all this time to explain to us and to our listeners all about the beauty of Arabic literature, the music, and the power of music in terms of healing and uniting an otherwise difficult Arab world? I, I have to thank you for giving me this opportunity to go into detail with every song. And uh, I have to thank you because what you do is extremely important to us, uh, us people working in this music music industry without the help of big corporations. Uh, what you are doing is uh, fantastic, Ramzi. Thank you. I just want to say that uh, people can log on to my YouTube channel where they can find Tanya Saleh Intersection, the film, and watch the making of this whole album. That th This is the film that we did to uh, explain this trip uh, that we did in the Arab world. Uh, I, I also want to say that the album is available physically on Amazon and digitally on platforms like iTunes, Deezer, Spotify, Tidal, etc. And you can also find on my website all the translations, all the lyrics translations and all the booklets of all my albums with the translations in English uh, in case you need to understand uh, what my songs are about. In fact, I, we should also mention that you you subtitled those videos, making them uh, quite accessible to uh, non-Arabic speakers as with the documentary. Mashru'a Jabbar min Fanana Jabbar but uh, Min Lebanon, the one and only Tanya Saleh, I am so excited to help you spread your new message and your new CD to the world, and especially to Stanford, where we hope to receive you one day soon. Yes, I hope so too. I really, really do hope so too. And I think that coming to Stanford would be a turn in my career, and it's it's an extremely important thing to be able, like I told you, to speak to the to the American people who are interested in our culture. I really have a lot of hope in the. Uh, changing the way we understand humanity because you guys exist.
Stanford.